Hi everyone, thanks for joining. So today I was going to talk about the Amboy Crater. Well, that was canceled because I didn't have time to talk to the person who knows all about it. And then I was going to talk about um, how fall changes uh, our perception and everything changes in the fall, even the way we feel. It's as if we're in a little bit of a different place or it's, it's hard for me to explain. Well, I'm not going to do that either because my sister was saying, why are you hurrying? Why are you pushing things? It's only August. Wait until at least mid to late September, blah, blah, blah. So I thought to myself, you know, she's probably right. I am pushing things a little bit and this will give me some more time to get the words right that I want to say and talk about this. So I'm not going to do that yet either. But in the meantime, I wanted to read a bit of a email I got from a listener. You remember last week sometime when I was talking about the homeless people and um, the Freeman and how they were talking about um, some homeless people waking up with um, like a missing kidney and things like that. Well, this person emailed me and told me about, um, I guess about 10 years ago or so, it was coming around that, for example, guys who would uh, be in bars, you know, would meet some girl and go back to her place or whatever. And um, there were reports of these guys waking up in a bathtub full of ice. Uh, missing a kidney and stuff like that and I do recall that happening so um, that is of course the same thing and I guess what this is is um, organ harvesting if I'm not mistaken that's the name that they gave it so there's probably a pretty big demand for these type of things I don't know how you would get any other organ from someone without just killing them so these guys who actually woke up they were pretty fortunate that they were only missing a kidney even though that's a big deal I'm not making light of it at all but just the fact that you woke up and they didn't kill you and take any anything else like uh, a lung or anything this is creepy and I know it does happen and it's continuing to happen and go on even though we don't hear about it there are a lot of things that go on that we don't hear about and that's one of them if you guys are interested in that kind of thing all you have to do is uh, send me an email and um, I will go into it further I'm in the midst of changing my email address I have so much just uh, so much drama with the Outlook email. Sometimes I get my mail, sometimes I don't. That um, I'm thinking about changing it to a different, a different one. So um, if you do send me something and I don't answer you, it's because I didn't get it. I even go into my junk folder and look, and there's nothing there. The only reason that I know this is going on for sure is because I actually tried to email myself. I sent an email to my Outlook and it wasn't in my junk and it wasn't in my inbox. 
I don't know where it's going. I guess it's just hanging around out there in the astral somewhere. So um, if I don't get back to you and answer you, that's why. But uh, just know that I'm going to be changing that email address, okay? So I don't miss any anything from you guys. The last thing that I wanted to say, well, maybe not the last for today, but um, all right, there are many people who want me to talk about my experiences because they say you're always saying that you've had all these strange things happen to you but you really don't talk about your own experiences okay I really don't too much because I mean maybe just in the the middle of things if I hear something and that'll remind me of something that happened to me and then I might uh, talk about it a little bit so um the first thing that I wanted to um, tell you about is when I was a little girl and I had my little red tricycle that I was allowed to just ride like three houses away from mine and then I would have to turn around and come back to my house. So what I would do is I would go up on the driveway of that third house and like make a a little U-turn and then come back. Now, where we lived at the time was in Oklahoma at this particular location. Um, We were at Fort Sill, and we were in that vicinity of Lawton, Oklahoma. So, I remember clearly, because I had never seen anyone darker than myself anywhere. I never thought that there was anyone darker than me because my everyone that I knew and who uh, was around were all fair complected. I had never in person seen anyone dark. So, I mean, except for on TV. So, I went up the driveway and I was going to turn around and there was a big, tall African-American man standing at the top of that driveway. Well, I didn't think anything of it. And, you know, I was about five years old. So to me, he probably looked big and tall. He could have just been average. But anyways, I remember it was just striking to me because I had never seen a black person. I mean, except for on TV. So I just looked at him, and I can't tell you if he said anything to me or not. I think he bent over to say something to me, and you know, it was that whole, I don't talk to strangers thing, so I didn't say anything, I just rode on off. And then I went back, because I wasn't done riding my bike, you know, it's like, well, this guy was there, maybe, who knows, but he was gone. So I remember a couple of days later, or or maybe the next day, I was sitting there at the kitchen table, and I told my mom, I said, uh, I saw a chocolate man. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, when I was riding my bike, I saw a chocolate man up on the driveway over there. And she looked at me like I had lobsters coming out of my ears. And then, um, apparently, because she told she told me this later, that she asked 
everyone, you know, back then, like, um, a lot of the, the wives didn't work, and they were just at home, and so they used to hang out, you know, during the day, whatever, after they were done doing whatever it is that they did, and, um, they would take, well, with, with, um, in my neighborhood where I lived at the time, they would take turns, they would go to this house across the street, they would come to my house, they would go, you know, to hang out at different houses in the afternoon. And so she asked all of her friends, you know, do you know of any um, African Americans who moved in here or anything? And we was like, no, you know, did, who saw this? Well, I did. And she tried to say, Oh, no, you must have been mistaken because there was not even, see, back in the day, there used to be meter readers. These guys used to come out with this, like, little sensor thing and hold it up, and I guess it would read the meter, and they would just walk from house to house. And I, so she just thought, oh, maybe it was a meter reader. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. But she just um, said, but, you know, no one ever saw, and they used to see the readers all the time because they'd walk around in the neighborhood. She said, no one ever saw an African-American meter reader at that time. And she was like, are you sure? I remember. I mean, that's not a creepy story at all, but it's kind of mysterious. Like, I know what I saw, and it wasn't a big deal. So why all of the, you know, oh, this and that. Oh, did you see this person? La, la, la. So um, even to this day, she's like, yeah, I don't even know what the heck, you know. But I guess because the thing was, it was a little bit mysterious there in this particular area at the time because there were a lot of empty lots and fields around. And just like overnight across uh, the street like our cul-de-sac and across the street was a huge empty field there was nothing there and one night somebody must have come and put a little trailer in the middle of that empty field and it was one of those old-fashioned little trailers that almost looked like a snail it was just like this old fashion thing sitting in the middle of that field and I can still recall exactly how it looked out there it was just like you would stare at it like wow because it's just kind of like what's it doing out there and I we never saw anyone around there we never saw who put it there we never saw anyone coming in or out and no one ever came to get it either because mysteriously one day the trailer caught on fire And it was the strangest thing because the field didn't catch on fire. The trailer caught on fire. And it just burned. And it was after that, no one came and got it. It was just a blackened piece of garbage out there in the field. I don't even recall the firefighters came and put the fire out. But it just, um, it's weird how it didn't catch on to the grass. And this place was dry like hay. And that little burned out trailer was there even at the time when we moved. Because I remember it was just such a mystery to me. And for some reason, I thought, well, maybe that guy lived in the trailer. Because no one knows who this guy was. And 
no one knows where that trailer came from, so maybe he lived in the trailer. It's just one of those weird type of things that you remember when you're a kid. And I have, you know, this nosiness didn't just start right now. I've always been the same. And when I was a little girl, I was nosy also. And so when I saw him, that's why I tried going back because I wasn't done. I wanted to, maybe I was going to ask him what's your name or something. I don't know. But he had disappeared. He was gone. And um, I know it's kind of like a hokey story, you know, whirling your eyes around like, okay, we'll get to the point. There really isn't a point. It's just kind of mysterious. And then the trailer thing. But you had to, you have to have known because we didn't have technology back then. You know, I'm talking about like it was probably, I don't know, 1970. So there was no technology like we have today. When we were kids, we didn't know all the things that the kids know now. There are no secrets now. The kids know everything. So being, you know, uh, brought up at at that time, even something like seeing a mysterious person or seeing a trailer in the middle of an empty field was kind of freaky. I mean, I can't even equate it with anything today that would maybe be questionable except for Shoot, maybe if I saw someone who was dressed like a genie, you know, a genie in a bottle, out in the middle of a field, like, dancing around, that might be the only way that, you know, you're going to stop and say, well, that's not, you know, it's it's kind of like, what the heck is that person doing? But it's not anything that's scary, you know, it's just kind of, like, mysterious, so that's, that's just something I wanted to share. And um, the other one, though, that happened to me, this is, mm, um, I really, I mean, I, anyone who knows me knows this story because I just, even to this day, I may have uh, touched on it. Um, I don't know if I've talked about it, but anyways, if I have... You don't have to listen to it. So, um, this happened probably about 12 years ago. So, it's been a while ago. And I was alone. I was pretty much living alone because I was alone in the house because uh, my husband was in Kuwait. And so, I was working every day because I didn't really have anything to do. Um, except for a shop and so to keep myself out of the mall and keep myself out of financial trouble because I'm a shopper I just went to work every day so I was working like seven days a week sometimes I would take a Sunday off so anyways um, one night I was turning around I was sleeping on my right side and it felt like my right ear was like burning. It just had this burning sensation. I have a lot of pierces in my ears, so I just thought it was my earrings. Oh, I'll take them off later, but I was trying to go to sleep because I work every day. So um, 
it kept on burning and feeling burning. So I turned over into my other side. So I turned over on my left. And then I remember I was half asleep, but I could still, you know, I could, it wasn't that bad as it had been when I was laying on it, but I could still feel it a little bit. So I went to sleep. And in the morning when I got up and I went to go and get cleaned up, and I looked in the mirror, and the right earlobe, um, like the side of the ear, not the bottom of the lobe, but the side, I had um, teeth marks on my ear. And I, I was shocked, and I was frozen, and I looked at it, and I had to blink, like, and shake my head. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. And then I moved it so I could look at the back. And they were on the back also. And later on, they kind of blistered each tooth mark. There were like maybe, uh, it looked like three or even four, like um, teeth, teeth prints. I mean, you couldn't miss it. Did I take a picture? I thought of it, but no, I didn't. And one of the reasons why I didn't is because I was trying not to acknowledge it. I know that sounds lame to some people, but I did not want to acknowledge it. Now, you have to remember, I was by myself all the time. Whenever I would come into the house, I was alone, day and night. So I didn't even want to say anything about it. Was I scared? Well, you know, it was, uh, it was unsettling, I'll tell you that. I was initially scared, like, oh, what in the world? Because this was an absolute physical attack by something that was unseen. There was no one in here. No visitor, no cat, no dog, no kids, nothing. No birds. And even if there were, these were human teeth marks. I'll never forget looking in that mirror and seeing it and then how they blistered up a little bit later. And even now, I still have like a little bit of a scar on that ear. What that was, um, I have no idea. I know it wasn't good because you know, something good isn't going to harm you, hurt you, scare you, freak you out, you name it. And yeah, it was, was I scared to go, you know what? I wasn't scared. I was, um, what's that word? Uh, it's, it's not scared. It's just kind of like, okay, I'm a little bit hesitant maybe now to go to sleep I was kind of like on patrol you know like any little thing and now I'm laying on my back so I'm not laying on my side I'm not laying on my tummy I'm staying on my back and the other thing is that I wake up very easily I'm a very light sleeper so how this happened without me waking up in the middle of it that's another thing I don't know I, I don't do drugs I don't drink and when I, you know, like, except for when I would go somewhere or hang out with friends. And when you're by yourself working seven days a week, you're, you know, the last thing that you're thinking about is drinking. Well, at least that's the last thing I was thinking about. So it's, uh, it's anyone's guess what 
actually happened, what it was. And um, that's one of my creepy stories. I've got a lot more. You know, I will tell you one. This is my sister now. And um, we were living in an area where she would walk to school in the morning and go by one of her friend's house, you know, pick her up, and then they'd continue walking. I think she was like in the sixth grade. The gate to the school was closed. You know, the gate like that uh, is opened up later on, that's like in the field, because they had like this big chain link around the side of the school there that was across the street from the neighborhood. So that gate wouldn't open until probably, I'm probably about eight in the morning. So she was walking to her friends and her friend wasn't gonna go to school that day. So now she's a little early. Oh, okay, you know, so she continues walking, going to school and she's walking by herself. And she said that something told her, don't turn around. So of course, what did she do? She turned around. And when she did, she saw this cat. And this cat was like up on one of those uh, short brick fences. That's kind of like a accent, you know, in a front yard. So the cat jumped down off of that little fence and started just walking. And for some reason, my sister just had, she said, I don't know, man, I just had this, this feeling like I wanted to run. And she said, the cat got bigger right in front of her eyes. She said, the cat got bigger, like almost the size of a German Shepherd. I was like, what? She said, I swear, man, that cat got down off that fence and grew to almost the size of a German Shepherd. She said, she took off running. She ran across the street now you have to remember she was early because her you know she didn't stop and hang with her friend a little while before they went to school so she was going to have to go all the way to the front of the school to be able to get in well she ran across the street and that gate magically opened yes the gate opened before eight o'clock and it had been closed so She said, I saw no one out there open that gate. I'm telling you, I would have seen, because she said she just wanted help. She wanted to get away. She couldn't believe what she saw, and she wanted help. She would have seen a janitor or anyone out there opening that gate. She would have been screaming. But that gate magically opened. She said it had been closed. It was open. She ran through it. And when she ran through that gate, the cat disappeared. It did not follow her. And the other weird thing is, when does a cat chase you? I have never been chased by a cat. So, that, um, I won't forget that story. And she didn't even go to school that day. She went back home because she said, I was so scared. And the other thing is, she wouldn't go to pick up her friend anymore. She took a whole different way to go to school after that because she didn't want to walk that house again and she was like no I'm not gonna go that way I just take the other way and I go in and it's 
it was just really amazing. She said how that gate opened. I don't know, but it was open and I ran through. She said the cat stopped. And then it was back to normal size, just standing there looking at her. So, I mean, you know, there are a lot of crazy, mysterious, and just terrifying things that happen that we cannot explain on a daily basis. And at the time when this happened to her, you know, what she might have been, what, sixth grade, I don't know, 11, something like that, 12. So, it just, um, you know, it, it starts a lot of times with children lot younger than that like I was five and um, I was about that same age when I had that first first experience you know when I was jumping on my parents bed but um, I've noticed that a lot of times not always but a lot of times it starts when with the children with the young children so anyhow that's all I've got for now I'm gonna get back to you guys real soon Um, Okay, it's Wednesday. I probably won't be able to get back until Monday. So I should be able to have a nice long few days to gather up some stuff that's really interesting to talk about. And um, if you would like to hear more about the people who wake up missing organs, or maybe even some who don't, maybe some are found missing pieces of their their bodies their vital organs and things like that you know if you're interested in that and want me to look into it and talk about that further I will do that just let me know so for the meantime you can please try the email maybe underscore maria at outlook.com and if I don't get back to you it's because I did not get it and that's why I'm looking to change the email for this show okay so All right, guys, everybody have a good, I'm going to say weekend, even though it's only um, Wednesday because I'm not going to be back till Monday. So everybody have a good weekend, okay? Try to stay cool. Ciao.